Now it's time for a breakdown. You're listening to Gap to Gap, brought to you by The Breakdown. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. A swing and a drive to deep right. Away back. Goal! Jason Giambi has done it. All right, gentlemen, we are here. It's the Gappy Awards. We're in We're in the future. It's 2020, new decade. So let's take a look back at the year that was. It's the Gappy Awards. And again, I, you know, I talked last week about how prestigious of an event this is. So we decided to pull out all the stops. We got the entire crew back together. I'm Tommy Caroselli. Joining me, as always, is Real 7 Costanza and Maddie P. But back in the fold, the OG, El Jefe. Jordan Whitney. Jordan, how are you, my guy? What's going on? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, just out here in Chicago celebrating legal marijuana. Um, oh, I forgot about that. you got to be loving oh, yeah. that. Congratulations. Yeah. Yesterday. Ooh. Have Doesn't you... matter as someone like me, but... <laughs> Have you purchased no. legally yet? No. Prob- probably won't. Uh, edibles, stuff like that, I do, but I can find other stuff uh, for cheaper. Outstanding. Uh, Maddie P., how was your new year, buddy? Uh, not bad, man. I was up in New England around the holidays, and my baby got sick, my wife got Ooh. sick, my mom got sick, but I ended up surviving somehow, um, held down the fort, took care of everybody at once, so yeah, man, but you know, we enjoyed New England, now I'm back in Tampa where it's 80, and uh, relaxing, so we had a good holiday season. I saw your snap story today, and I was ready to throw my phone through the window. <laughs> I was, this it's just is like my, this. This time of year is perfect. It's like you, like summer up north. It's like it's how that is down here right now. Like it's, I was gonna say, it wasn't. Here. It wasn't even like a, a luxurious snap. It was just like your yard and like the nice like Bermuda grass, and <laughs> which I hate playing golf in. But um, and then like I just looked at him like, and I looked out looked out the window and it's just snow covered ground. Just like Ugh. fuck this. Fuck yeah, this. I was I was cutting my grass and it was very pleasant outside. So I took a quick Snapchat. I have a lot As of one does. friends up north, so I had to make them jealous real quick. Um, I've actually <laughs> been to a pot distillery in Massachusetts because it's legalized there, and it's quite interesting. They have so many things you would never even imagine. So It's legal I, in Massachusetts? Yeah, I actually went to one over Christmas. <laughs> Netta! <laughs> of course, I know the name of a dispensary in other states that I don't live in. <laughs> it's the one that just opened uh, over in Millis. No free ads, though, so. Uh, right, 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 right. I mean, you can go hit them up and see if they want to advertise with us. Yeah. Today's podcast is brought to you by... <laughs> <laughs> Wheezy Baby. <laughs> you might get me back on a little bit more. <laughs> oh, that's great. Seven, what's up with you, man? Uh, not too much. I uh, had a great break. Christmas, went to... Uh, Girlfriend's family's up in New Hampshire, and so yes, yeah, in New Hampshire, not New guy. Hampshire. Um, but yeah, did that. That was good. And then 
Uh, yeah, I did live free, did not die, um, because then I made it back to Franklin, my hometown, and then uh, I went to a pot dispensary, but no free ads, so I'm not going to say the name. And <laughs> yeah, New Year's is good, stayed around here local, and uh, just excited to be back in the fold with my guys. Outstanding. I had, a, I had a pretty good New Year's myself, went bowling, uh, and then my buddies, we went bowling, and my buddy straight up got was just obliterated and threw the ball across three lanes. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, man. Did you get... Did you guys get the hammer? Uh, what? The band hammer? Did they kick you out? Oh, no. What? They, they, dude, you gotta, you gotta understand. The suburb that I live in, it might be the dive bar capital of the world. Uh, and this is just the absolute most lax bar bowling alley. And they don't, they, they were, there was nobody even, like, working, to, working in, like, the alley. Like, they went back up to the bar area. So, they didn't even see that it happened. So... You know, as one does, you just keep it moving and, and laugh about it for a couple minutes and then pretend it never happened. Until <laughs> your buddy tells about it on a podcast. It's okay. Uh, you know, he's not a podcast listener, so. <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. All right, so we got the Gappy Awards. We have seven awards to give out today. Um, we kind of went light on the awards for the first uh, first installment of the Gappies, but you you bet your sweet behind that we're going to have some more. And if you have any ideas for a Gappy, uh, be sure to tweet us at the underscore breakdown or tweet any of us individually, and we'll have the award locked and loaded for next year. So we'll start off. Um, let's start off with, with the team of the year. I think this was a fun one just because I think you can, you can kind of slice this one up. The nominees are... Uh, the Washington Nationals, Jordan, don't you dare silence my boy Teddy. I Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> he knows he's up for one later. <laughs> I want to say, we have an award nominee in the building, and you're going to silence him? He just ran into the door. <laughs> <laughs> I have headphones on, too. I don't know how he knows this. Teddy, what a guy. All right, uh, the, 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 the nominees for Team of the Year, the Washington Nationals, the Minnesota Twins, the Houston Astros, and for the incredible execution of a tank, the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> Thoughts on the nominees? Were there any snubs in your guys' eyes? Um, the Yankees? I don't oh, know. get oh. off my whoa, whoa, dick. Whoa. The Orioles? <laughs> about injuries. The Orioles over the Yankees? Come on. Counterpoint. The Orioles executed a tank. Counterpoint to your counterpoint, there was other teams that were tanking this year. Who Not tanked better than the Orioles? The Royals did a pretty damn good job. Also the Tigers. Tigers had 47 fucking wins. Fair. But I'll never give the Tigers credit for anything. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Any any other snubs? The Tampa Bay Rays are a snub. Ooh. Mm, that's, a, that's a valid snub. I'll Absolutely. give you that one. Thank you. All right, the first ever Gappy goes to no Steve Harvey, no wrong envelopes. The Washington Nationals with a unanimous vote from the four of us and the public. Good work. Uh, So congratulations to the Nationals. Uh, Next award. Wait, how are the Astros even in there? 100 plus wins. AL champions. But huge asterisks. Big asterisks. Huge asterisks. Like, bigger than steroids asterisks. The could Houston asterisks. Could you argue the Astros should be the disappointment of the year? 
Absolutely. You could. A hundred percent. You could. I, I, Tommy, go on with what you were about to call them. I like that. That's what they should be renamed. The Houston Asterisks? Yep. <laughs> I, I mean, like that. we should make that, that might be. That, <laughs> uh, T-Public, T-Public, T-Public. Um, <laughs> but that might be the way uh, that they punish the Astros, is they just make them rebrand to the Asterisks. <laughs> Except that's that's, that's tough punishment. to say. That's tough to say. I like it though. Opening day, <laughs> right? Oh, uh, I would buy that. Has to wear cloud notes. I would buy that cap, honestly. <laughs> if you... <laughs> that would be a pretty cool cap, actually. If they had those Just colors: a... the yellow, orange, and navy blue. <laughs> So I actually I'm picturing this cap now. It's it's the same cap they got now, a navy crown with an orange bill, and it's an orange asterisk outlined in yellow. Yep, that's a winner right there. <laughs> That'd be cool, actually. Is the alternate <laughs> just a picture of Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street? Ooh. It's, no, it's oh. just a. It's like a car. It's like a, a emoji trash can. Yes. It's an intern okay. in the dugout. Bumping Zoot Suit Riot in his earbuds, banging on trash buckets. <laughs> Boom. Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Oh, that's a throwback. That's what that's, it is. That's what? That's, that's 1950s swing music? Ooh. Only at the Gappies. Only at the Gappies. Nothing but the finest. Um, so, <laughs> now we're on to uh, Disappointment of the Year. The nominees are the Boston Red Sox. The Colorado Rockies and the Cleveland Indians, all teams that came in with postseason, if not World Series, expectations. And ironically as well, all having connections to the gap to gap hosts. Yeah, true. The winner or loser no, is winner. the bo- The winner is the Boston Red Sox, capturing 60% of the vote. Um, this didn't get my vote. But I can't say I disagree with it. I don't disagree. I, I'm like, if I can speak candidly, it's just if team won the World Series the year before, can't make it back to the postseason. Um, big changes with the organization in terms of management or upper management. So it could be a very different team next year. Not to say that they're going to disappoint again. I think they're actually going to be better now. But um, I just feel if you make it to the World Series like that, and you can't make it back the next year. It's just a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree with that, but I do think I don't. I mean, World Series hangover is a very real thing. No, it definitely is, and it's, they're believe me, the Red Sox are not the first before. team. Yeah, but we'll see. I I think the Red Sox are a better team than what they played this year, so I expect them to come back pretty strong next year. Where were you going with it, Tommy? I think the Indians were a big disappointment. I mean, missing the playoffs with the staff that they have, having, I think, the best shortstop in baseball, the best left side of the infield in baseball in in Lindor and J-Ram, and to miss the playoffs, I think, is nothing short of embarrassing. Hmm. I guess. Wasn't J-Ram hurt down the stretch? He was hurt in the beginning of the year, and so was Lindor. But then you had, like, J-Ram actually rounded back into form in, in July, August, September. So I, I just, I don't know. I was, I was very underwhelmed with the Indians, and, and I think you could frame it however you want. Like, you can frame the Red Sox as a World Series hangover. So for me, it came down between the Rockies and the Indians, 
and I think the Indians had a higher expectation than the Rockies. So for me, that's where why my vote went there. Hmm. Do you hmm. think that because uh, I'm going Rockies and. I thought that the Rockies had higher expectations. Do you think that's just us both living in the cities that... That's very possible. Because <laughs> I was thinking basically what you just said, but for the Rockies. Um, well, but re- also with the Rockies, they had the Dodgers, who were a shell of themselves for the first two months of the season. Um, and the Rockies ended last season on such a high note um, with how they got into the postseason. Um, that you expected them to continue that with Arenado getting a little bit older, um, Trevor Story, them actually having a better staff this year. Uh, fucking Kyle Freeland absolutely got the yips. Disappearing. He got the yips. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I remember I thought of him as a Cy Young candidate. Yeah, likewise. Well, yeah, he was last year. This. Yeah, it's insane. And they just have such, with the home field advantage, um, Getting all loud about this, sorry. Um, with the home field advantage, it's ridiculous for them to play 500 ball or get absolutely smoked at home repeatedly. Like, how can't you fucking fix your bullpen? That was the issue for them all year. They had one major problem, did absolutely nothing to attempt to fix it. Yeah, and well, that started in the off season too because they never they never addressed yeah. losing Ottavino. Like, there at all. And there's there's things to be said about the trade deadline, but the Rockies at that point too, like. It was almost will they, won't they? Because I, I don't think they ever bought in that they were going to climb out of that hole. No. Yeah, it was like they just like, oh, shit. All right. Well, They were just complacent to yeah. me. Just so, gave up. So I'm going to walk back to the expectations here. You said you think the Rockies had higher expectations. I never looked at the Rockies as a team that's, that I went, this team can win the World Series. Or, I, honestly, I never even looked at them and said, this team can win its division. I thought that division was was what the Indians had as it was the Dodgers division to lose. And I thought it was the Indians division to lose and they did lose it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good point. Yep. Yeah. I didn't think the Rockies as a team to worry about either. Yeah. Like I I, look at, um, do you know what the Indians were to win the central? Ooh, to win the central. I think (sighs) it had to have been the favorite. Yeah, they were the favorite. Uh, it's probably like plus 150-ish, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got the Rockies at plus 500 to win the West. Maybe I just had higher expectations of them. More as a... I didn't think they were going to win their division. Um, I thought they would win. Um, at least get into the wild card and make a run that way. The thing... I Slightly. chose the Red Sox and... Maybe because I'm from there, but same thing as Seven said, because they won the World Series and then didn't make the playoffs. But they were 38 and 43 at home. They had a losing record at home, and they almost sell out <laughs> every game. And the, yeah. like that atmosphere, I'll put up against any atmosphere in baseball as fucking amazing. And you have a losing record at home. That's that's a huge disappointment from that team. The Indians at their their best odds was minus 420 in March, and then looking oh, at. Wow. Looking at the NL West. I think the Rockies are... I got them at plus 500. Snap, crackle, pop. Love to see it. Uh, plus 550 in February. And then they got on March 13th, which is the same time the Indians were 
at that minus 420, the Rockies were plus 460. Yeah. Hmm. And then uh, before they were eliminated, they were plus 50,000. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sprinkle a couple bucks on that. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone gives you ten thousand ten thousand to one on anything, you take it. If John Mellencamp ever wins yeah. an Oscar, I'm going to be a very rich dude. That's, Love I, it. For all the reasons though that we like talking about the Rockies with the expectations, Jordan, that you had, the, like the Red Sox were complacent too when it came to, I guess, restocking. Or retooling, they they didn't have any type of an off season. They re-signed Steve Pierce, who's now out of the league, and they re-signed hmm. uh, what's his name from New Hampshire. Who Pierce? Yeah, is he? Yep. Oh, he's a World Series fair. MVP. Respect. I mean, hmm. <laughs> he's not even <laughs> in the fucking league now. Uh, but so that was the big and then Evaldi and he got hurt so you can't really blame it too much on that for they, I, I feel like it's a, it's a different scenario with that but they, they didn't address the bullpen that was a big concern they didn't do anything at the trade deadline when they were still within striking distance and it, it felt almost like they knew that this wasn't their year but I'd almost rather see a team just go out and try to get better or try to push the buttons instead of just sitting back and not doing anything um, and that's why I, I thought it was a disappointment. If I'm a Red Sox fan, I, I would have been pissed. That's oh, fair. Yeah. I'm, I'm certainly disappointed, but at least the Red Sox played 500 ball. The Rockies were 71 and 91. They had the True. quick scan of the record, 10th worst record in the league. Yeah. They were a bottom 10 team. Sheesh. <laughs> they were 35 games back out of um, <laughs> first place in the West. <laughs> Sheesh. A little bit of a hole. Yeah. All right, but the Giants. But counterpoint to that, the uh, the, the the Dodgers won the, the division by 21 games. So even second place was 21 games yeah. back. Good point. Also, and they were still over 500. Good point. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, yeah. I think that just about wraps up disappointment of the year. Moving on to our next award. Uh, we, my honestly, this is probably my favorite award that we're gonna give out today. It's the outro of the year. Um, we have had some fun. It was something that in episode, I think episode three was the first time we decided to have an actual outro. And that was like, well, episode two, we had an outro episode three. We decided, you know, let's make it something relevant to the episode. Um, and from there we took off, we had some Mm -hmm. fun. Um, (laughs) and so the nominees for outro of the year are, uh, boys of the Summer by Mike Studd, which you'll know is the tits out for the boys. Uh, Baby Shark and Work From Home. Uh, this was the only award where we saw a tie and had to be deliberated by the only guy that voted for Baby Shark. That was Matty P. And your winner, but obviously by one vote, is Boys of the Summer by Mike Studd. Tits out for the boys. <laughs> Famously from the episode Tits Out for the Boys, in which Julia Julia Rose, uh, what she show off there, Seven? Uh, she showed off her calcium cannons, her dairy destroyers, and her milk of magnesia mega powers. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, okay. All right. Let's stay along the lines. Did did we have any snubs? Here? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. um, last one killed me. So 
the only I actually didn't vote for tits out for the boys. Uh, I know, very surprising. I like work from home. I thought work from home was great at the time. I thought because that was also the first episode where it was no holds barred. Um, yep, we had we a giant the rails. Yep, giant conspiracy theory about how <laughs> Correa broke his fucking ribs, and we came to the conclusion that him and his wife were had, what was it like a swinger party with. Verlander yep. and Kate Upton and the yep. broker, yeah. So and a massage therapist. And a, yeah, ma- yeah, the massage therapist. So I felt like all those dominoes kind of falling into place, and then turning it into a giant masturbation joke was just the cherry on top. So that's uh, that's why I got my vote. But you're never gonna hear me get mad about having tits out for the boys. So, so work from home, like you said, goes back to Carlos Correa's cracked rib, Jordan. Uh, why don't you re-explain what work from home actually means? Because um, you're the one that even, came up with it. Yeah, did I actually was that on a recorded episode when I actually explained working from home? Um, yes or ha- no? It was in episode three. Okay. So, so I'll I, have to go back and listen to episode three because actually, work from home was our first outro. Yeah. That, that like that because actually our first outro was episode two and it was party in the USA, but it didn't really affect the episode. Whereas work from home was the butt of the joke whereas jordan you gave birth to one of the greatest inside jokes of all time yes so what i said is that um you have a friend who always talks about how great it is that he can work from home and the joke is that he's not actually working he's just masturbating um so the joke then ran uh throughout that entire episode and actually much further beyond that (laughs) anytime someone got hurt that they were actually working from home and they Somehow got a masturbation-related uh, injury. Blake Snell, Carlos Correa. Uh, it's Actually, great. more conspiracy to that now. Do, you, do we think a lot of the Tommy John surgeries come from banging the elbow a little too hard? Banging <laughs> <laughs> the, old desk. the elbow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like really, right when the vinegar strokes happen, you just get. Oh my god, the vinegar strokes. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm oh dead. I think MLB has to look into this because this injury's been popping up a lot more lately. Ever since yeah. the internet, I can tell you right now, we've had a lot more Tommy John surgeries. There is absolutely a correlation between the <laughs> internet and Tommy John, yeah. I mean, well, the rehab alone, you got nothing else to do unless you sit on your hand and play the stranger game, but hey, these guys are professionals. You gotta play a game on the road every now and then. Exactly. <laughs> Stranger danger. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's roll that one up. Uh, Boys of the summer is the winner. Uh, so so shout out there. Um, and and what would an episode of Gap to Gap be without a meet the Mets? So, Met of the year. Brody Van Wagenem, Lenny Dykstra, <laughs> Noah Syndergaard, or Jacob Degrom. In probably one of my favorite awards that we get, we give out tonight. Where, do you guys see any snubs, or or who is your betting favorite here? No snubs. Um, only person who I could think of was um, what was that player's mom's name? Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, the episode, the, the episode was mom is not happy. I know that. Oh my god, no, that was um, the cross. Yeah, the guy that got traded to the Mariners. How was his name? Was his name like Kalenic or something? Yeah, Jared Kalenic. 
Okay. Yep. Yeah. Correct. I, I was thinking maybe her mom would have been. His mom would have been a good one, but that was. The you also could have thrown Mickey Calloway in here too. Could have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Um, but the winner, uh, again by one vote, another close one, goes to our man Brody, Brody yes. Van Wagenen, <laughs> the GM, famously the man who decided we're giving up at the <laughs> trade deadline. And then, you know, they, they, they fucked around and made a little, little bit of a run to the wild card, falling a couple games short, but still. I mean, they were three games. They were in it till the end. They were they finished three games out of that second spot. Yeah. Um, Brody's first year on the job reminded me of two Keanu Reeves memes. First half, he was sad Keanu on the bench. And the second half, he was the Keanu with his arms down at his side, looking very sure of himself at the gaming awards. Uh, that's how I would. That's a tale of two Brodies in that one one year. First first <laughs> first year on the job. Um, my Brody take uh, was that he believed in the Mets until he didn't. But then when they did good, he believed in them again. <laughs> Matty P, what do you think about uh, Brody bringing home the gappy here? I don't know. He just reminds me of that woman from major league who like wants your team to lose oh and then they that's start a doing great good. analogy and he fucking you know he's pissed off because they started doing good um i actually voted for day grom because he won cy young two years in a row maybe that's a nerd vote <laughs> but, <laughs> that's, a huge, that's a huge nerd vote but i well in fairness matt's a mets fan though so he obviously that's true with, yeah he wants his team to Passionate hard Mets, Mets fan. fan. How many votes did Dykstra get? One. Or well, Ugh. officially, officially, he got zero because he didn't win the popular vote on our polls at, at the underscore breakdown. But he did get a lone vote on the Twitter poll. Okay. Uh, okay. So somebody was out there loving some Lenny, um, and his beautiful take on jailbait in this country. Oh, boy. Um, he was on steroids in the game RBI Baseball. Was he actually? Like, yeah. Was he overpowered in that game? Yeah, he was very powered in that game. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, before we get to the interview of the year, uh, we have a brand-new redesigned T Public store, and you guys need to check it out. So if you're looking to rep the breakdown in your hometown or just gear up with some of your favorite uh, – Teams, players, sayings, movie references, all that kind of gear. It's awesome. You got to check it out. T Public. It's bit.ly slash the breakdown store. Uh, all of it is local artists just making making designs of their favorite things. And, and the sales all benefit them. And if you use our link, we get a small portion of the profit as well. That's bit.ly slash the breakdown store. Check it out today and get some of our new logo gear, our super sharp new logo. With are we? What is that blue color? Can we call that breakdown blue? Ooh, I think we might need. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll check it out. And make sure it's not used anywhere else, anywhere. But uh, I think that could be breakdown blue. Because I think that like there's probably a hex code for it, but there is. like it's just a sharp blue. It's a dope and blue. It's an awesome blue. Like if if we can get like I got a like the last T public purchase I made was a long sleeve T. It was white and it had the old breakdown logo on it, which is going to be vintage. So I'm just going to frame that shit. Um, but now I want I want another long sleeve with the new breakdown logo, but I want it to be in the breakdown blue. Ooh, that's sick. I think that that'd be an electric shirt. That might be Something. one to wear to the, wear to the clubs. 
Yeah, right. Something funny. <laughs> I actually have two of the original logo in with white, but it's in the color of the shirt is the blue that our new logo is. Ooh, okay. So they do make the new the new they did. Wow, I know how to talk. I swear. Yeah. Um, so T Public has the breakdown blue. Yes, they do as a oh. color. Yep, that's getting purchased. That is dope. That's getting purchased right after this episode gets done recording. Just so you guys know. Um, so yeah, moving forward after that awesome ad read where I totally knew how to talk. Um, we have to get them interview, to make a Houston what? Asterix T-shirt. Yeah, that might and gap to gap T-shirt. Yes. Question mark. Dude, I'll buy one tomorrow. Settle down. We got to make it first. I think I got my <laughs> swagger back. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> uh, all right. Interview of the year. We had two awesome guests, and it's so hard for us to even decide between these two. So much so that the public poll was 50 50 between uh, Brian Wilson at 10 Stadium or at Stadiums 10, 10 Stadiums 10 Days.com, and uh, the Porter Project, Porter Fisher, uh, the Porter Project.com at the Porter Proj on Twitter. Both of them were electric. Both of them were, were, were super gracious to come on, but the interview of the year goes to Porter Fisher in the man famously quoted as if you found out the guy who filled your tooth, you filled your cavity, that your dentist, it's like going back and finding out he's a fucking mechanic. <laughs> what? a line what a human congratulations porter and again that's that's no slout or no slight to to, to brian because he was great he's an electric human being we'll have him back um but man i mean let, let's discuss here i mean you kind of said it the quote the line he gave about the analogy for what bosch was doing to these players and these kids telling people he was dr tony bosch um <laughs> them finding out he is not a doctor, but the analogy he used for us was just fucking spot on because none of us saw that one coming. So that part of the interview had me absolutely losing my shit. I remember I had to mute myself because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> so that alone, get, that's what swung the vote for me. Um, but again, no disrespect to Brian. He was awesome. And you're right. We will have him back on barring any steroid scandals that break in 2020. Porter. Oh, oh wait, never mind, never mind. It wasn't a steroid scandal. I'm stupid. Oh, Keep well, going. Yeah. Barring any of that, um, you know, we'd love to have Porter back on, but he kind of told us his story and what he had to say, and, you know, it's all related to Screwball. But Brian is awesome, so he'll definitely be a future guest to return. All right, yeah. so so, so Maddie P. Hold on. Jordan, I'll get to you in a second. But Maddie P., um, you, you know, you were involved in the show when we had Brian on, but you weren't on. You said you also didn't know about Porter. Walk me through what what led to your vote here. Should we tell Porter he won a gappy, or you think he'll rat us out for not sending him a trophy? Oh no, he we're 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 gonna tweet all the winners. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, we, I'm not. We're tweeting Porter and letting him know. Ugh. <laughs> um, I voted Porter just because I. So I didn't. I haven't heard of him until you guys were talking about him on that episode, and I went and watched that Netflix documentary, um, which kind of schooled me a little bit more. But I, I didn't expect him to be as off the wall as he was. Um, he had some great stories too, and gave great insight to that whole 
steroid scandal. Um, so that was very entertaining for me. I was kind of at the age where I was um, growing up and the steroid scandal and all that was like happening at the time when I was really into baseball as a kid. And um, so that that's why he got my vote. 10 stadiums, 10 days was an awesome interview. Don't get me wrong, you could flip a coin on this vote, but um, for me, Porter just edged him out a little bit on the craziness. Uh, but 10 stadiums, I mean, he was, you know, he was right there, man. It was it was a tough call. Yeah, he was great. Jordan, what were you saying? Uh, so I think that we'll look back at Brian's interview um, with a little bit more, like, interest once the Breakdown Media produces our first documentary, and it's him just going to different stadiums, but... For now, we got to give it to Porter because Porter already has the documentary, and unfortunately, we didn't make it. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> very fair. So with that, I, I 100% loved talking to Brian and learning his story was great. But but like again, to iterate what you guys are saying, you know, and just to add one more thing, if we could have published what Porter said oh off the air, Oof. you want to talk about the electric factory in terms of takes in terms of info man oh man like jordan seven we sat there for what about a half hour before we hit record yeah uh, honestly like we did he was just dishing everything he knew and it was super insightful but you're right it was like off the walls like just back and forth and then finally we had to hit record so all in all we probably had like an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes with the guy just asking him all these questions and him giving us all his answers and his thoughts. So that, that, and that, I didn't even think of that because that's a great point. We had him for so long and we learned even more than we did from the documentary. It's one of those things that like, you know, they teach you keep your interviews to about 20 minutes. And then we got on and like, yeah, let's do 20 with Porter. And it's just like, "Mm, nope, it's going to take an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, I love it. All right, uh, next, Gappy uh, is for the specialty uniform of the year, special occasion uniform of the year, uh, Mother's Day, Father's Day, 4th of July, and Players Weekend. Um, I thought, in, in in general, these were all a little weaker than they have been in the past this year, especially Players Weekend. Oh, yeah, horrible. But the nominees are what they are, and... The Gappy Award goes to the 4th of July, wow. which Ooh. I thought was the best. Uh, I, it got my vote. It was a vote of, of 3 to 1 to 1 with Players Weekend getting blanked as they rightfully should. Yep. Hmm. I don't remember the Father's Day uniform. Um, let me look it up and, have it and see how I can do explaining it. What day was Father's Day this year? Sometime in June. Thank but... you, Seven. <laughs> you like that? Um, I think honestly, I think, I think they just have the emblems that were baby blue. Like I don't think there was any. Uh, maybe the Royals wore their powder blue jerseys that day, but I think most of the teams just had the emblems uh, baby blued out, and they obviously Father, had the the blue bats. But Father's Day this year for the Indians, the Indians wore their navy blues. The the script on the jersey was still the same, just the cap. Okay. Was ba- was like a baby blue, but it was like a cloud baby blue. Ooh. Um, and then navy blue emblems, navy blue, blue brim. Okay. Whereas the Fourth of July, 
uh, kind of in this in the same vein. Didn't really. Uh, I guess it was more specialty caps than specialty uniforms. Now that I'm looking at them uh, in well, full jest, really but except for players' weekend, as yeah, I think most of them were just caps. And I think some teams like I want to say some of the teams had like blued out emblems. Uh, I, yeah, but I could be wrong. I have to go back and look at it again. Teams didn't some teams still do like the stars in their yes um, like the yes team name and stuff, but it was in their color, so it wasn't like they actually changed it to like red or blue or something. Like I'm just actually I pulled one up of the Giants and they they have like orange stars through theirs. Oh, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, the Indians were the same way, but theirs is always navy and red, so it makes sense because duh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so so I think that's why I thought the Fourth Julys looked so clean because of the fact that it was, you know, very team based and like you weren't going overboard with switching your your look. It's a fair way to put it. I didn't really even notice that either. So good call on that. Um, and yeah, I'm weird. I'm a I'm a uniform nerd like that, and yeah. I, I, I I hate to admit that, but I am. Well, you know, America, fuck yeah. America, fuck, fuck yeah! yeah. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, any snubs here? Because he also had the armed forces days uh, with military and veterans. Um, did do you think that got a snub? No, I don't know why. I just don't like them. Maybe, I think the Padres ruined those uniforms for me. Mm, I actually hot those take. are the only uniforms of the Padres I like. I love when they wear the camo and if. I like their new ones, though. Are they what, Jordan? Are they doing camo again with the new unveil? I can't remember. Mm, I'll look it up right now. Um, no. Also, I get, could you consider the All-Star uniforms a specialty uniform or no? No, because they only wear it for like the Home Run Derby. They don't wear it in the actual game. Good point. Good point. Um, what, just as, we'll wrap this up. We'll wrap the, the uniform talk up on this. What did you guys think of the the sleeveless look for the All Stars? No, Big. did not Jordan? like it. Fan, fan. Okay, Maddie P. Hated it. Hated it. Oh, we have descent in the ranks because I was a fan. I actually almost bought a National League one the other day. Um, <laughs> super clearance. <laughs> Where I live. Um, <laughs> Oh, I love it. Um, all right. Before we get to uh, probably the best uh, the best award of the evening, uh, we got one more ad to get to, and that is SeatGeek. SeatGeek is your home for all uh, your ticket-buying needs, whether it's music, theater, comedy, or more. Nothing beats seeing, seeing your favorite teams and performers live and in person. And SeatGeek scans all the secondary markets to find you the best deal. Whether it's on the scale of 1 to 10 or the green or the red dots, whichever system you find best and works best for you, you can use. So use our code BREAKDOWN. That's B-R-K-D-W-N. And you'll get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. You can go see go see the Padres. I'm actually going to be using that, not this, not the, the promo code because I've already used it for my first SeatGeek purchase, but I will be using SeatGeek when I go out to San Diego this year to watch the Indians and the Padres in June. It's going to be a good time. You guys should come with me and use promo code BREAKDOWN. Get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. So, one final award, one ring to rule them all. 
the interruption of the year. You got a little preview of it earlier when when Teddy decided he wanted to try and cast his own vote. But Teddy's barking, me trying to fight the landline, Maddie P trying to fight his fridge a couple weeks ago, and our own seven Costanza, Chef Boyar Seven. Hey. His cooking and flipping the potatoes. Before we get it, we get into the get yeah, before we give away our final award. You also had me fighting the fly. There was there was a couple others that snuck in here. Did you see any snubs? Hmm. Honestly, I think this one was true to form. This one was pretty true. Yeah, I didn't see anything that was like glaring. I think we got all of them. Jordan. Yeah. Maddie P. Agreed. All right. So, the final Gappy Award goes to Real Seven Costanza for cooking and interrupting uh, what was a damn good podcast. And then... <laughs> some damn good potatoes, too. <laughs> Jordan, give Teddy a treat. Console him. Seven, do you have an acceptance speech prepared? I just feel the love here tonight in this Chili's. And I am so happy. I knew you to, were going to do that. Yep, I was waiting. I'm just so happy to be taking this award home. Oh, I love it. Gentlemen, the first, ga- I almost called it the Dundies. The first Gappy Awards has come to a completion. Thank you guys so much for being a part of it. Do you have any closing remarks? Maddie P, we'll start with you. Um, no, I just want to thank you guys for letting me be part of it, even though I came in. A little, a little over halfway through, um, through the year, and you know it's been a great ride, and I'm looking forward to to what 2020 brings. Uh, seven. How about yourself? I think this was great, but I think next year we got to do this in person at a Chili's in Chicago. <sighs> that would be great. I think that's I l- what the I next like step the is. sound of that. Yep. Yeah. Why I, do I... we pick a different <laughs> chain restaurant? No, no, no. Oh yeah, we should pick our own chain, Applebee's. No, <laughs> yeah. no. I think we, I, th- I think we got to go, and we do it on a Tuesday. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we got to go like super off the wall with a chain. Like we just set up all this fucking equipment to record in a Wendy's. Or... <laughs> what about shenanigans? You talking about Benihana. shenanigans, right? <laughs> the ninety-nine. Ninety-nine reasons to go back, Matt. That's right. The next fucking guy that says shenanigans getting hit. <laughs> uh all right my closing remarks are i am just so thrilled to be able to do a podcast every week with you cherry popping daddies and and just doing the 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 zoot the zoot suit boogie um zoot suit riot that's what it is damn it um you guys are you guys make my week just absolutely incredible every single week so uh thank you guys to that thank you to you to the listeners thanks to our sponsors um and here's to hoping that 2020 is absolutely the electric factory for, for, for the breakdown, for Gap to Gap, and for all of you listening. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week with actual baseball content. See ya!